0: I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. Is your insurance company forcing you to go back to work when your doctors say you can't? If this sounds familiar, look no further than my law firm. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors took down the Charlotte Hornets on Sunday night at home at the Air Canada Centre. Uh, by a score of 103 to 98, um, it wasn't um, the most pretty. Like it was just not <laughs> the prettiest of games. Um, the Raptors uh, were not just just couldn't convert from deep, and that that really did make this game very frustrating. Uh, Raptors ultimately shot 12 of 41 which is, uh, wow, uh, Raptors, half of the Raptors' field goal t- attempts tonight, 41 out of 83 were, uh, three-point attempts, and the Raptors shot 29% on those, and so this game was close, and the Hornets, you know, credit to them, they, they played their asses off, they're trying to chase for the ninth seed, um, good luck to you guys for chasing the ninth seed, bro, I mean, fight the good fight, guys, um, but yeah, seriously, the Hornets were playing really hard, and, uh, you know, it became a game. Really, it became a game. Early on, it didn't look like it was going to be a, ga- a game. Early on, it looked like the Raptors were going to blow out the Hornets again. And, um, you know, if you need a recap of the first three games against the Hornets, pretty much the Raptors were just, like, on fire from deep on all of those games. And, um, you know, like, like I said earlier, t- this game was different. And so, you know, this, the same formula to beat the Hornets wasn't available to the Raptors. But, you know, most of that was just... The Raptors missing shots. Like the Hornets like really overloaded like the strong side. So like they really didn't allow the Raptors initial pick and roll action to happen. So the Raptors had to swing the ball um and get the ball you know to the opposite corner. And and usually the there were a lot of great passing sequences where the Raptors were able to move the ball out of traps. Uh and toward two open shooters who, you know, either made the shot or didn't make the shot, but it was good ball movement. Like, you know, uh De Rosen was good on this perspective, like JV was really good on this. Like, uh, a lot of good sequences, but the Raptors just couldn't hit shots. Regardless, the Raptors' defense was there. The Hornets' offense is just bad. Every time you look, it's like, you know, Kevin Walker hoisting up a bad shot or Nick Batum. I mean, Nick Batum looked terrible. Like, just terrible. I know he had eight assists, but, like, this team had 16 assists overall. It wasn't a lot of good ball movement. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, the Raptors couldn't hit shots. You, fig- It just looked like the Raptors were going to eventually blow this game open. And, you know... It- I don't know if the Raptors came to this game with the same kind of intensity that they normally do, which, why would you, man? Like, this is game 62 of the season. The Raptors are first in the East. They're playing a team that's 10th in the East. Um, You know, like, you compare the way they played the the Wizards game to the way they played this game. Completely different. It's two different mindsets, but... um, you know, the Raptors would build these, like, 10-point leads, and then the Hornets would come back, and it was like, oh, okay, all right, got to build another 10-point lead, and just kind of doing that back and forth. But, you know, ultimately, the Raptors did have a substantial lead heading into the fourth quarter, and um, normally what happens is the bench would come in and wipe that out. But the Hornets' bench was playing really well. Like, um, Kaminsky was getting... Um, they were just running good, crisp actions to get their otherwise marginal players into positions where um, they could look like stars, and, you know, Jeremy Lamb and Frank Kaminsky were just torching the Raptors, which unfortunately isn't the first time I've said that, like, you know, the Hornets are uh, have historically been this very frustrating team for the Raptors, but... Um, yeah, that just the bench couldn't really come through like like they usually do. It didn't help that Miles was cold like shooting 209 from deep. Miles obviously is a big determinant of how the bench performs because he is the number one option. Um Delon Wright wasn't very aggressive. Uh that hurt. Ben Vleet wasn't really doing much there. Um Pertle was in foul trouble the whole game, 4 fouls in 14 minutes. The Hornets by the way just they really like driving into people and getting calls. Um it's uh I mean, I don't know. I who, am I who am I to say anything different? Like, that's what the Raptors lived on forever. But, like, you know, it's kind of weird seeing that used against these new Raptors. Like, the Hornets very much played like the old Raptors, and the Raptors played like the new Raptors. And, uh, you know, it was just made for interesting clashes styles. Anyway, so the bench, you know, couldn't really come through. Uh, and it, it came down to the starters' closest game out. And, you know, if you want to look at the positives, I mean, Kyle Lowry hit a tough three. DeRozan hit a tough corner three, and that was kind of, like, the most— the bulk of the offense they needed down the stretch but for the most part it was another ugly finish for the Raptors um it's just the thing that frustrates people um is that like they're just very disorganized when they play offense in the fourth quarter and I think I I might have a new theory on this I think um earlier in the game the Raptors always involve their bigs in these actions but later in these games it's like Van Vliet shuffles it to Derozan shuffles to the cow. Like, there's the bigs are just not involved at all. And I guess this has just been like a, you know, it's been the same trend for the last couple years. And you want the ball in the hands of your 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 guards, you for sure you do. But like, it's just harder to create the mismatches. It's harder to create like if it's the if it's like Lowry screening for Derozan, right? Like, yeah, that screen that play like at best you get like a switch and you get a smaller guy on, on Demar, which is nice, but it's ultimately not that great of a possession. Whereas, like, if you have, like, Ibaka popping and, the, and a big has to make a decision between stepping up or, you know, staying attached to Ibaka, uh, or if you have JV rolling Sebastian, JV is such a, you know, strong threat to, to score around the rim and he is such a big dude that you probably have to actually move your players around. It's just not the same when you're just playing three-man game with your three guards who are all small. So, um, But, yeah, regardless, the Raptors just couldn't get good stops. And then on the other end they are you know... I'm sorry, they couldn't get good shots. And then on the other end they did get enough stops. Like, ultimately, there's not too much to complain about the Raptors in terms of how they played defense tonight. They held the Hornets to 38% shooting from the field. The Hornets shot 5-21 of from deep. The key number there... Well, it's both, really. Five threes is very good to allow in a modern NBA game. But also, just allowing 21 threes attempted is also a very nice stat. Um... The Raptors did foul a lot, whatever, Um, but that's kind of just how the Hornets play. But just ultimately, the Raptors' defense was there. They've kind of held them there, Uh, and, you know, save for some ugly moments with Kaminsky and, and Lamb in the fourth quarter. The Raptors were fine. It's just, like, offensively, they just weren't generating... Um, concise, crisp looks. And I I don't know if it was playing down the competition or whatever. Um, Certainly the Raptors played a lot better when they were on the road in Washington. I think part of it is just when the Raptors have the lead, they just want to slow down get one good uh, bucket and then go back on defense and just grind it out that way. They'd rather win a game with defense than they would with offense, which makes sense. Um, But, yeah, it it does make for some frustrating finishes. But uh, ultimately the Raptors got the win. Um, Not too much to complain about it's a four game win streak i think to be honest that the, the fact that i even have a downtrodden tone and the fact that i am a little bit frustrated with this game speaks to like how spoiled raptors fans are like we're just so used to the raptors you know squashing teams basically by the time the fourth quarter rolls around or certainly by that first tv timeout of the fourth quarter where the raptors are usually up 20 because the bench is like capitalized on this stumbling weak unit um But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it probably speaks to the fact that we've been spoiled by all the success because, shit, I almost feel bad about the five-point win against the Hornets. And the Hornets have been historically, like, a pesky opponent. And to be honest, like, the Hornets are not that bad. Like, they're not that bad. Like, yes, there are eight games under five hundred, but they're also, like, their point differential is really, really, like, just unfortunate for them, kind of for two years in a row, and they have capable moments, and they have capable players that have, have stepped up and had big moments for the Raptors. Um, I'll say this much, though. For Nick Batum, I, I really think Nick Batum was one of the best Raptors tonight. He played, he played 35 minutes, and I f- swear to God, I feel like all he did was take bad jumpers and, and make passes out of the post that, you know, yeah, some of them turned into assists, but it wasn't even like he was creating plays, you know what I mean? So, um yeah, ultimately whatever. The Raptors got the result. It's a 4 and 0 week. There's nothing to complain about. It's it's, uh, it's great. And the Raptors have another four game week coming up. Hopefully they can take care of business. They have that Hornet adapt that uh the Houston game coming up. So that's me tough, but uh yeah, I mean, if you want to play down your op- your competition a little bit Um, which I don't even necessarily know if that's exactly what the Raptors did. I feel like that's what they did in the second half. In the first half, they're moving the ball around. They hit some shots. This game's over, like, in the first half. Like, the Raptors are getting so many wide-open looks. Um, But, yeah, I mean, down the stretch, like, you you, you got Siakam hitting, getting open threes and shooting them, JVs in the corner. Like, it's just disorganized, man. I mean, it's just the the bigs always get forced to the the baseline when the Raptors play crunch time, which is – um, not great, because that's not how the Raptors play otherwise. I mean, like, the, the Raptors usually uh, involve the bigs a lot. Um, well, not even a lot, but, like, they get touches, and the bigs are involved in at least screening and something like that, whereas in the end, they're just completely invisible. So that's something maybe they can look at. But, um, yeah, uh, like, 4 a week. Hopefully they keep it rolling. It's just your three stars. Uh, first star, giving that to... Man... DeMar DeRozan? Yeah, DeMar. Okay, DeMar. I mean, DeMar, DeMar had some good passes, man. He should have had a 10 assists game today. Like, a lot of good passes that led to open bricks, um, which is unfortunate. But yeah, DeMar 19 points, four rebounds, eight assists. It's most of the passing they're giving him, too. And also, he had a keep three in the fourth quarter. It was a kind of a lucky shot in the corner. It was pretty heavily contested, but I mean, that's just regression to the norm, hopefully, <laughs> um, because, um, yeah. Uh, the Raptors missed a lot of open shots early on, so I'm, I was happy to see that one drop. In terms of your second star, I'm giving that to JV. I thought he was, on the whole, very good. Very good. I mean, uh, it's not necessarily his fault that he's in the corner, you know, forced to make a play against Cody Zeller with five seconds left where he has to drive from the corner to the basket and he slips. Like, this, JV shouldn't be there in the first place. But ultimately, JV was pretty good in this game. 18 points, 13 rebounds, uh, a steal and two blocks, 8 of 15 shooting with two threes. I mean... Kind of got some foul calls, too. I mean, damn. JV was getting hacked down low. But, um, yeah, JV ultimately was very efficient in the pick-and-roll game, showed great chemistry with DeMar DeRozan, and hit two threes. So, um, it's all good there. And he got the chance to close the game, which is nice. Serge Ibaka also got a chance to close this game. Um, he was nicer earlier on, like kind of disappeared later on. But uh, 17 points, 8 rebounds for Mafuzi style Six to nine shooting from the field with three threes. It was very confident early on. Um, pretty much, you know, if, if teams want to really heavily attack Lowry and DeRozan, like Ibaka's role there is just to pop, and he's open in that pocket there because there's so much defensive attention on the guards. Usually two defenders, that Ibaka can set his feet and you can shoot that shot. And he's very good when he gets to hop when he gets to hop into a shot and he gets the proper knee bend. He's like remarkably accurate on mid range other, but. Um, it, it's... it's That's pretty much the story with the whole game, though. Like, his whole game has come down to his legs at this point. Like, he... Um, when he gets his feet... Like, that's why, like, when he's doing, like, chase down blocks, he's really good at those. Whereas, like, sometimes he's pinned under the basket and, and he can't contain, like, Kemba Walker from getting an and one layup over him. Because, like, if you if he has his legs completely set and, and powered into the shot or, or into the action he's doing, like, if Baka's, generally pretty effective like he had three blocks tonight two of those were very impressive um uh help blocks um help side blocks from just uh the first quarter there um and you know when he doesn't get his feet upset and like when there's a defender right into him that's when he gets into trouble but uh overall a decent game from Ibaka. Uh and then in terms of your john henderson award Kaminsky, Kaminsky could very well deserve it. Like he was killing them in the fourth quarter, <laughs> just with like one stupid play. With they would like um, run like a little pin down screen or whatever, and like the Raptors would switch and they'd have a small on Kaminsky, and Kaminsky would just be in that like uh, left baseline and then just go straight to the rim and, and get fouled. He got fouled like four times. I feel like on that play, and put the Raptors in the bonus in the fourth. Um, But, yeah, you know I'll give it to Kaminsky. 15 points, 4 rebounds, 8 of 8 free throw shooting, which is uh, crazy. The the man shot more free throws than anybody on the Raptors. But, Kaminsky, baby, he's a tough guard for the Raptors. I don't don't know what it is. Maybe it's because... I I still think Siakam is a little bit better on players that are... um, not as strong like quicker players players that rely on the quickness that's where siakam's able to neutralize when it's a guy who has a jump shot so siakam might be baited into jumping uh, and then has the strength to like overpower siakam a little bit and get the shot off that's that's the kind of guy that siakam kind of struggles with and i think kaminsky is another one of those examples but um overall siakam's a good defender great defender really um yeah, that pretty much does it for the podcast. Uh, there's going to be a Raptors weekly podcast coming out in like a couple hours, so uh, listen to that. Uh, but otherwise, thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you to all the subs- uh, the Patreon subscribers, by the way. I haven't said that in a while, but uh, seriously, it's it's hugely appreciated. Um, you know, it's um, it's it's part of the reason why I've been writing these weekly columns. There's a weekly column out about the Raptors chemistry. I'm not sure if that's a fluff piece. Um, it kind of comes off across as a, kind of a fluff piece. But, I mean, at the same time, like, the Raptors do have great chemistry, man. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of one of the key ingredients to why this thing works is that everyone is so cohesive and the Raptors are able to come through uh, and figure out solutions together. Um, but, uh, yeah, read that. It's on my Medium page. It's on the Patreon page. Also, one last thing, actually, about the Raptors today. Uh, Malcolm Miller got the start instead of Norman Powell. Malcolm Miller played 14 minutes, Norman Powell played 4. OG's still in a walking boot and stuff, so this is not good. This is a real positional weakness with the Raptors. The Raptors tried everyone from DeLon Wright to CJ Miles to Malcolm Miller to, uh, and, and Norman Powell uh, with the starters uh, just because they need somebody. And, and Miller was not spectacular. Powell was definitely not spectacular, missing, like, wide-open shots. Um, and I, I don't know, man. I mean... What, what do you do with that position? Like, it's the OG, please come back because otherwise it is rough. And in terms of Norman Powell, speaking of regression to the norm, like, damn. Four minutes, over 3 shooting from the field, two rebounds. That's 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 where we're at with Norm Powell, man. He's behind Malcolm Miller in the rotation, man. Like, yikes. Like, you really, like, he's done this. It's been all season with Norm, And I know he hasn't necessarily got a fair shake. I feel, I feel him with that, but at the same time, like, man, you just got to do better. Like, you just have to do better. You just come in and do something, man. Because four minutes, zero, oh three 3 shooting from the field, I, I don't even know what to say about that. Like, it's it's a tough look. It's a tough look. And Dwayne Casey's being nice about it, for sure. But, I mean, at this point, Dwayne's like, oh, no, listen, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, uh, with OG out of the lineup, I can't hide. I can't hide you, man. I can't give you excuses. Like, we need you to get minutes and. A man comes in and gives you four minutes he misses three shots. Like, yikes. It's, it's, it's tough to watch. But uh, We're all rooting for Norm. Of course, everyone is rooting for Norm. Norm has given this franchise so many great moments um, in its limited time with the team. But, like, damn, you just got to do better. That's all. Anyway, thanks again to uh, everyone for listening and uh, listening to the Raptors Weekly Podcast. And uh, there will be another podcast coming out uh, on Tuesday when the Raptors play again.